can't, you can't, you can't burst out laughing right before I press. Doesn't matter. It, it's port. like a few. It's a couple of seconds delayed. It never catches. So everybody's gonna miss the that very, first. Very beginning. The chuckle. No one will know. I like it when you laugh. I like it when uh, there's hilarity in the air. You don't chuckle too much, but when you do, my goodness. Good morning, everybody. What am I here to entertain you? Oh, what are you trying to replay Goodfellows here? <laughs> am I a clown? Am I a clown? <laughs> Um, good morning, everybody. Welcome to our live stream where we are going to talk about a uh, concept of the life of recovery, the codependency, the substance abuse, and wherever you fit in. And even if you're not one of one of us, uh, um, I think everybody deep down inside has some sort of addiction issue. And basically, when I say that, it's just separation from God, looking for um, my needs being met from the world around me. Uh, I just want... I'm not confessing. I want to admit. I want to admit something mm. that me and Vicky work out. This is the first time you've actually dedicated a workout in the morning, like getting up in the morning. Like that's a miracle all in itself. Big like, miracle. The 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 active addicts. Do you we know all... when I started? What? The day after my birthday. Ooh, happy birthday. That was 13 Yesterday. weeks ago. Oh, 13, 13, 13 weeks ago. 13 weeks ago. Vicky's been... Uh, Once I worked out with you, you made me do P90X. And that I only lasted, barely did it. Lasted a couple weeks. Yeah, and it was frustrating to me because I was like... I was trying to get you involved in it, but then you, you like struggled getting me, up. And, and I was so frustrated. Yeah, and then it, it and actually it was, hurt me. It was so hard and I couldn't do it. And so that was super discouraging. So this is the very first time that I've actually ex like worked out that like I've actually been able to do it. There's beginner workouts. There's Good morning, intermediate Janet. workouts. They always have a moderator to show me what I could do. So then in our basement, we have a work. I have like, like a little 10 by not even 10 by 10 maybe pen i've used three sets <laughs> with weights and then you have your yeah. in front of the tv so I you do beach body so i've been working out for a little while not that i'm like i'm to the age where i just need blood flowing i'm not trying to like you know make Enter these, a competition yeah i'm not making gains and go like yeah i'm just there to get my body moving in the morning and and do some light workout like i, I do some you know and so the other day I was going to do legs. So this is mm -hmm. Tuesday? Mm -hmm. Wow, it's Tuesday. No, today's Friday. No, no, no. But it was Tuesday that long ago. Uh-huh. What's your confession? Here's my... Not confession. Uh -huh. I'm just saying. This is my statement. So instead of doing my leg exercise, which I've been doing for a few months. Yeah. So my legs should be strong. I was like, oh, you're doing legs. I'm going to do beach body legs. And, and? so I started going pretty like I started doing well and then by the halfway mark I didn't want to puke in front of you so I started doing not as well so there was a lot of room for improvement mm. in the video for for John Ruby what I hear you saying right now is how incredibly proud you are of me because my workouts are harder than you thought uh, no I had there was no judgment I we've done p90x I know how hard that could be um, but what I found out was I was climbing up the stairs and I was like, I have jello leg, which is good because that's what I have, but I am still sore in leg areas that I've never been sore before. So there's this <laughs> sumo squat and the videos made me hold my weights. And so I picked up the 30 pound weights that I have. 
And after about the third round, I was like, yep, not putting those down and grabbing the 20s. And then put those down and then pick any other ones up. That's but, okay. That's okay. But my we, forearms. We're okay were, with that. My, my forearms were sore from holding the weights the whole time. I'm really proud of you. And then these sumo squats hit a muscle that I was unfamiliar with in my leg. So it's like not we your need- the back of your leg and not the thigh. There's a muscle that runs. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm feeling really okay today, but I realized that I was still How a little bit sore today. true is it that doing something physical has a positive effect on your mental and your spiritual health. Like I, I don't know what I, so I don't know how I got to this place where, okay, I had a brief conversation. I had a conversation with someone yesterday where I was saying like, I knew all the things that I should be doing and I shoulded myself so much so that the weight of carrying all my shoulds and the guilt from not doing the shoulds that I should be doing was so crushing that I just never was able to like see any improvement. Mm -hmm. And then something changed last year, like a year and a half ago where I just started saying, God, if you want me to do this, you need to give me the power. God, you want me to work out? You need to give me the power. And it wasn't even about working out. It was like, God, if you want me to not be anxious, you need to give me the power to Mm -hmm, do the things mm -hmm. that I need to do. And so, honestly, over the last year and a half, I started working out. I started waking... Well, first I started waking up naturally earlier. Then I started, like, trying to eat... making Just making better food choices and not, like, eating compulsively or eating emotionally. Grazing. Grazing. You're a grazer. Oh, and I was a huge emotional eater. Like, very emotional eater. Mm. I don't think I'm a food addict, but I am. I'm an emotional eater. I am. Like, leave me alone in the house and let me feel a little bit sad. I could, I will eat it's funny, random like, wait, things for Everybody no says, like, I'm not an alcoholic. I don't think I'm an alcoholic. That, that's where every addiction starts. It's just like, when we go to an overeater's uh, 12-step group, we've and then we're all, like, texting we each share, other. And then we're, we're like, we're all no, overeaters. Not an alcoholic. Not a food addict. <laughs> no, we all thought we were. Like No, I've, but... I've heard food. we had a lot of traits, but then when I hear uh, when I hear um, uh, your people, and I'm like, <laughs> there's so many people that are like, that are, would agree, like, oh, I'm a I'm a drilling addict. We but can relate to stuff, yes. We can. It just doesn't mean that. Yeah. All right. So what all was that to say, I took off my backpack of shoulds. Shoulds, and you're being powered by God. When we're powered by um, addiction, whether we know it or not. We don't have the energy to do the healthy things that we we that would make our lives much vastly greatly improved. So when I start to discipline myself in the physical, it actually helps me emotionally and spiritually. So so that's that's why I do it is just for adding discipline in my life. So do I want to get up in the morning? No, but me not getting up in the morning at six thirty is way worse. If I do that for two weeks, oh, I'm a mess. And I think the older I get, the worse it gets. And I think I also made things like bigger and harder in my head than they needed to be, right? Like I'm working out an average of, last time I checked, it was 3.6 times a week. You know what I noticed? That's great. That's pretty good. I think that's fantastic. I went from zero to an average of 50% of the week 
I remember your beach out. body. You have a little beach great. body team, and you were saying the stat, and your competitive friend yeah. was below you, and it did. She's probably well, not that, anymore. That was funny. Uh, what I've noticed, the biggest thing I've noticed, because when you're working out, I'm working out. I don't pay attention to you. I kind of glance at you sometimes. I see you looking. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Um, in admiration, mm-hmm. going, "Hey, yeah, look at that girl." Um, but. Now I distracted myself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you have bad knees or whatever you have, it sounded like you were, like there was um, bubble wrap in your knees. And I'm like, that is the worst sound. But I don't hear that sound anymore. It's getting better. In the last couple of weeks, I don't hear that sound at all. I think it's because I'm strengthening the muscles in my thighs. All right, we are going to do a contemplative, no, a contemplative meditation there's different types and forms of meditations this is one where we contemplate an idea a thought and um here we go thank you for joining us everybody told by a uh, told by a member at alana at a Al- told by a member at an alanon meeting so this is a person that is telling a story telling a story during my first year of the alanon so the the alcoholics are we're simple we're alcoholics but then the people that love the alcoholics too much family um, go into the al-anon program yes. um, during my first year in al-anon i concentrated on changing my attitude toward the alcoholic i learned to sidestep quarrels i controlled my impulse to complain and scold i worked hard on getting rid of my resentments <laughs> as our relationship improved and he was an AA, I had less reason to feel sorry for myself. I thought I was working the program, but all was not well at home. There was a constant undercurrent of minor irritations. I had gone overboard trying to distract my mind from concentrating on the alcoholic problem. Golf, bowling, bridge, reading, and socializing, and even being on social media and Facebook. I added that. Didn't leave me enough time and thought for my children. My house was never in order. Meals were a bother. I wasn't doing my job. Today's reminder. Suddenly, I awoke to the fact that Al-Anon, or the 12 steps, my relationship with God, asks a lot more of us than just to cope with the problem of alcoholism. I need to apply it to all departments of living, and in the order of their importance. I pray to remember to attend to first things first. Mm. Totally get it. Yeah. Can't relate to that at all. Can't relate. No. (laughs) Yeah, it's so easy to, like, have all the things, whether it's work or trying to tolerate you or... Um, you know, all of the important things that I have to do, but what are you talking about? As soon as you got sober, everything was great. Oh my goodness. It was so hard, (laughs) but the responsibility, but then the reality of like, what do I tend to first? I attend to my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And so if I don't have unity in the spirit of God and I'm doing all of the things that I need to do, which they're not bad, but if I'm not attending to my relationship with God first, then I all the other relationships in my life are not in unity. Right. So I have to be in unity with God's spirit. And that's a spirit of love and comfort and joy and peace and self-control. How do you know 
how do you know if you're not in you, tune? You see the fruit of the spirit with that relationship. So I grow in that relationship. So last night I used the example that you gave of a car. So as the owner of a vehicle, when a light comes on on my dashboard, I go, oh, uh, definitely need to get gas. There's a light on. Oh, or, honey, what? <laughs> what's this light? There's a, there's a green light I've never seen before. Can you tell me what it is? I don't know what to do. And it's really important that I pay attention to the lights on my dashboard of my car. Mm-hmm. And so in my life, when I have like this glaring thing over here that's happening or this, you know, there's some. So is that fear? There's resentment, some self-pity, a, a terrible, insecurity. you know, a, a, a this bad relationship or I recognize like, oh, these feelings are happening. You know, all of a sudden I'm feeling like more lonely than usual or I'm having conflict somewhere. You know, those are lights on the dashboard that are like warning. warning no, but it's warning. okay to have these situations. It's okay to have conflict. Those are beautiful things. But what am I, what's it invoking in me? But what's happening in, inside? Right. So there's some, some warning lights. If I'm exhausted if I'm exhausted and I'm spiritually disconnected, I'm not going to make good decisions. Mm-hmm. I do not make good decisions. And I have can't run. Yeah, I can't you have run on empty. Self pity. You have fear, resentment, all of those things. Those are the things that crop up when I'm playing God. I drown in a bath of self pity. So, what's the first thing that we have to do? Get quiet. I got to. I got to yeah. get quiet. And get with God. I get quiet. I say, God, I need your power. I do not know how to get out of this bath of self-pity. And so we've understood that self-will running the show is not successful. So I have to be with God to have his will and grow in that. And as I grow in doing the first things first Mm -hmm. of building my relationship with him, being with him, then all of the other things will take care of itself. And, you know, the next thing that I have Full to do reading is for a Friday. think about something else. Think about someone else, I mean. Yeah, focus my attention on, like, being the, the hands and feet of God and, and doing his, doing it, like, thinking of what, how I can serve others, how I can be courteous, how I can, but I only get those things because I'm with him. It's not about, like, I have to behave different. It's about being with God to mm-hmm. be transformed. So And sometimes, so in the early, early days, of this for me last year, like a year over a year and a half ago, all I did actually, it started like four years ago. All I did was light a candle and sit in front of that candle in the morning. And like, I was like, I'm supposed to be having quiet time, but all I could muster was just to like sit in front of this candle and stare at this candle and say like, God, I need you. I need something different like this. I can't keep going the way that I've been going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I mean, my life was, fine sure but then I could the program... but I didn't want to I just really believed that there was so much more so then like life lab or the 12 steps actually show you what's actually blocking you from mm-hmm. that candlelight mm-hmm. so as a like because I hear you sometimes your people stumble with dates what's your sober date uh what, how do you classify that I mean I just as a drilling head yeah I know so I just Al-Anon. typically we just start with like when we started working a program seriously and so for me, mine is January 2020. Woo! 
Yeah, you're coming up on two years in January. Because before that, I had a lot of excuses and I didn't really stick with anything. And you know, but, but it doesn't disqualify your journey. Like you had church stuff, you had recovery I've, stuff, well, you had started, life lab, you had. I started recovery before inner you healing did. Stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I started recovery before you did. I started going to meetings. I started going to meetings before you went to your first rehab. I went to the first meeting first. I remember. I went to a meeting before you ever went to a meeting. I went to AA before you went you to AA, and I thought those that. guys, they had silver ashtrays at the meeting that I went to in the basement of a church on Appleford Drive. Okay, you for sure went And two dudes that were sitting behind me needed to talk to me very emphatically and seriously and wanted my phone number. And I'm oh, like, no. <laughs> okay, fellows, um, I'm not that kind of guy. Chill out. <laughs> and I just remember leaving there going like... That's all I remember were the two guys that do you remember rushed up to me to like because they see me as a newcomer and they know maybe they knew that I was their lifeline. They needed to help me for them to be helped. For them to be helped. Do you remember going to church? I remember we were so crazy and things were so awful and we were like, we need to go to church. And we went to church on a Sunday morning. We went to a church like in like Gloucester somewhere. And then they had, they were like so friendly and they had these like welcome baskets. And then like, they like cornered me in the hallway with the kids. Cause I went to go get the kids from the Sunday school. And then people, all these friendly people were talking to me. And I was like, you don't understand. Like my husband came home at 2am. Like I can't talk to you people. There's mm. nothing I can tell you. And meanwhile, you've dipped and you're waiting in the car and I can't escape <laughs> The friendly happy from the friendly happy church people it's a beautiful thing when the spirit of god is there because it's the spirit of love and it opposes our natural spirits where we're coming in the door going like ah what is this all right we just, want to let you go i think it's, the beginning you've, you've of, already taken up all i know i know i know i know whatever they're I've not going to watch anyway but i think the beginning stop doing that of reach, there are people watching if they don't want to watch they won't watch but the ones who want to watch will not watch or listen but I think that the beginning of reaching out in desperation for a lifeline is like really important to remember and to share. Like, yeah, if you're feeling desperate, like just reach out, just reach out. Like I remember those ways of reaching out that now I think like, oh my goodness. It's scary though. It's scary. Because it's an opposing spirit. Yeah. So where there's the spirit of God, there's a spirit of love and joy and peace and self-control. It's terrifying when you live in chaos. Yeah. And it's like, oh. All right. Guys, have thank you for really, joining us. Have a great weekend. Have a really great weekend. <laughs> first things first, guys. First things first. Love you. Take care. Keep the peace. Be of good behavior. And we will see you hopefully on the weekend somewhere sometime.